You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 127 of Teach Better Talk. I'm Ray Hewart, and as always, I am with my inimitable friend, Jeff Gargas. You got it. I got it. That's a tough word to say. Three takes to be able to say that word and not sound like a goof. I I wasn't going to even tell anybody that it took three takes. You're such a liar. You're going to put it as a blooper at the end, and I'm going to cry when I hear it because I totally choked two times in a row. I said I wasn't going to tell anyone. I didn't say I wouldn't put it as a blooper. Exactly. Well, it's I really like this very word, things. but using yeah. it to like flow into the sentence became really challenging. So it's, it's it's a tough word to say on its own, let alone in the mix of of like words. It's true. If, let's just put it this yeah. way: if I didn't get it in this take, I was going to change it. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, figure we get it from a you know a rapper slash poet. You know, I mean, well, that's the problem is that Tony has such a wonderful <laughs> vocabulary that he put me up for a challenge and I bombed. But guess what, guys? Growth mindset right here. Third time's a charm. Boom! Boom! Never give up. Exactly. She she didn't give up, give up even though I was just laughing like crazy on this other yeah, end. Yeah, talk so. about me trying to pursue better, <laughs> trying to overcome a hurdle. Jeff is in the mic, literally laughing. I can t- I can hear him crying. It was that loud, laughing at me was, that I can't pronounce bad. things I well. Was, yeah, I was crying. I still have tears in my eye. But you know what, Ray? You pursued. pursued oh, wow. See, I can't talk either. Persevered through it, and you got it done. And that's awesome. This is why Tony is my new co-host. <laughs> we did talk about that a lot. And he was pretty, I, you know, his. he didn't say yes, but he said, I don't take invitations lightly. So like, I think I'm in trouble. I think, I think you are too. And our listeners know that if they had to pick between you and me, they pick me. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, obviously. So let's uh, actually, I'd love to know if you don't mind, if you're listening if you can tweet out using hashtag Teach Better Talk, uh, let us know who would you pick if if Tony Jackson, our guest today, was going to take over as co-host. Should he replace me or should he replace Ray? I'd really like to know. Actually, I probably don't want to know. Yeah, I was going to say, why are you doing out. this to yourself? We're going to find out now. It's going to be interesting to see. It'll it'll make Tony blush a little bit. It'll be great. So before we get into that, uh, I wanted to throw something at you, Ray. You know, we're sitting here. It's we're just you know. We're a couple weeks into December here, we're getting, we're inching closer and closer and closer to that winter break. Um, and something that, you know, we, we've talked about it before about getting into like inching into like summer break and spring break and stuff like that. Sort of this, this anxiousness to get done with it to be and be out and stuff. And I think there's a danger in there is that we forget that we still have some days left before we actually are on break. And I think it's important for, you know, teachers to, to know, like, don't check out just yet, right? Stay with us, stay with those kids, give them everything you got until the very last day before break. And I'm wondering if you can just sort of kind of give us like some like pump some like Ray inspiration to like keep at it for the next, whatever, whether you have a week or two left or, oh, you know, a week and a half, whatever it might be. Can you give us a little like Ray energy <laughs> in that? Absolutely. I would feel my Ray energy. No, but you're right, Jeff. I mean, anytime you hear from teachers as they're like crawling towards winter break, it's this really hard struggle between teachers have families as well. So they're trying to get all of those things in order for the winter holidays. And they're also trying to get through content because with a two-week break, most teachers 
really want to like end their content at a good point for students to pick it back up in January. And there's just this constant struggle. They start talking about next year placements. It's just, it's, it's a stressful time. And I know we don't like to admit it, but there's some burnout, you know, teachers kind of need a break around this time. And so I really think you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about that purposeful implementation because break's not here yet. And I know that it's so easy to check out. It's so easy to be like, eh, let's throw in a movie or, oh, whatever. It's, you know, let's start a countdown to winter break. But think about what type of message does that send? You know, I know that we're counting down maybe for a break, maybe to get some purposeful time with family. But really, you know, let's also make sure that our students know that they're valued. Let's make sure that they're, we're continuing to emphasize that their time is valuable, that what we have left is really important for them. Make sure it's relevant. And, you know, for if you need time to refuel, if you're really eager for a break, then take some purposeful time away from school, whether it be after school hours or maybe get up a little bit earlier and take some you time because that self-care is important. You don't only get to have time to refuel yourself during breaks. You can do that very intentionally throughout the week. So find a moment. Make sure you're refilling your own bucket and then make sure you're pouring into others for as long as you can because you never know the time that's left. And so to be able to show up well for students, no matter what, until that final winter break comes is really important. And then, well, obviously, don't forget about us during break because while you're refueling, we'll be doing some cool stuff on our team, hopefully during winter break to continue to support teachers in their pursuit of better, which is just kind of fun. Yeah, I actually think you know, while you were saying that, I was thinking you could totally do a countdown till break, but flip it on your students and say, all right, we're going to, this is how much time we have left and we're counting down. How much learning can we get in between now and that break? And just kind of flip it there. So there's a, there's a way you can do a countdown that's actually got some purpose behind it. The other thing though is, and, and you hear about this, but I love we just like mention it again is that, you know, your students probably seem excited too, but for some of those students, they, they may not be nearly as excited to go on break because you're that person that cares about them more than anyone else. They they love coming to school and be there. So like making sure that we're there for them up till the very last minute, like could mean the world to that kid or the, or several other kids. So just keep that in mind um, and push through. And then, yeah, we're going to be doing some really cool stuff like in our Facebook group and stuff like that to help support you on your way um, through winter break as well. But hopefully you get some time to really recharge and get rejuvenated and ready to come back in it um, after break. So awesome. Loving it. So so this episode, I think we'll do that for you as well. So Tony Jackson is a fourth grade teacher, 14 years uh, teaching. He's a fourth grade teacher at Nellie K. Parker Elementary School, which is in Hackensack, New Jersey. Uh, Tony, what's really cool, he's also a poet. He's also an author and illustrator of children's books. Uh, he writes and records music. Uh, and he does some really cool stuff. He brings uh, like sort of that passion of his and the passion of the arts into his classroom. Uh, engaging, what really caught my eye originally with him was that he engages the students utilizing hip hop and poetry. Um, and I really love how he does that. And he utilizes that in a really cool way. And he talks a little bit about that. I have, we have him go into it about how he kind of blends that into his lessons and his, and his love for writing and stuff like that and building those relationships with students. But I thought this was a really cool, really authentic uh, episode with Tony. He he dug into a, an old a, a past story for his failure, which I really enjoyed, and then how he kind of brings that mindset into his teaching. Uh, so I'm super excited that we were able to connect with him, that we got him on here, and that I think you're going to get a ton out of this episode, Ray. Anything we need to make sure we are listening specifically for? No, I just think this guy's doing really great stuff, and 
don't just listen to this episode, but also make sure you go connect with him because he's somebody definitely to watch. Absolutely. So let's get into episode 127 with Tony Jackson. Hey everyone, it's Ray. We're going to get right back to the episode, but we have to talk about Mastery Chat real quick. Hashtag Mastery Chat is our conversation every single week over on Twitter happening Thursday nights at 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. I never thought a Twitter chat could be more intense, but holy cow, do I love Mastery Chat nights. Really rich discussion, educators from across the world, and I always leave with a new idea that I'm ready to use in my classroom Friday morning. Don't forget to mark your calendars for Thursday at 8 o'clock Eastern, and we will see you over on Twitter. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, we're here. We are chatting with the one and only Tony Jackson, and Ray has already offered to replace me with Tony, so we know this is going to be a fun <laughs> episode. Uh, Tony, we're super excited to get you on. We originally had you like booked later on, and then we were able to open up a little bit of free time and get you on earlier, so I'm, ex- I'm excited to get you in. But before we get rolling here, man, how are you feeling right now? Uh, I feel really good. I feel really good. Uh, you know, after this, I am set for my dishes for Thanksgiving. So I know nice. I'm going to transition from a great conversation to some, you know, some serious work. Uh, so uh, yeah, I feel good. I feel good. Now, what do you do for Thanksgiving? Do you go somewhere? People come to your place or what do you do? We switch it up every now and then. This year we are, uh, we're going by some, uh, close family friends, you know, like still okay. family, but friends, um, so uh, yeah, we so we're gonna be bringing food and then taking hopefully even more back. <laughs> that's the goal. Yeah, that's what it is. Jeff, you can't actually be surprised that I offered Tony my co-hosting spot no. instead of you because I mean, listen to him; he's a natural on a podcast. He's doing a ton of good <laughs> stuff in education. He's got a natural podcasting voice. I mean, he's the full package. That's true. I I, I I've, got, I've got no rebuttal against it, honestly. So I, I feel like I need to Sorry, stop Jeff. right now because I can't. <laughs> Like that's, there's no way I'm going to live up to that, but you know, we'll, we'll we'll see where we go from here. Ray, Ray, you two just tell me what to edit and we'll, and we'll be good. (laughs) Well, Tony, I want our listeners to know all about you as well. So we are going to talk about you during our first question. And it always seems easy for me to say, but it's typically pretty often the hardest one to answer. Will you tell us a little bit about all that you do? And I say all that you do because there is a lot. Sure. Um, it's funny because I feel like the, I could answer that and say I teach. And, uh, and within those two words, it would be all of the all of that that you're talking about, right? So for any teacher to say I teach is to say I do a ton of jobs, most of which I probably don't get credit for. Um, but that's what I do. I've been teaching for 14 years. And uh, um, I love it. I teach fourth grade, we do a, a bunch of stuff in the classroom. Um, but outside of that, I also do some poetry programming, um, whether it's performing or hosting, hosting open mics, putting on programs. Um, I love to write. Uh, it's one of the things that I love to bring into my classroom with my kids. I love to write and illustrate. So uh, I author a couple of books and I'm working on some right now. Um, and then I try to stay tied into the community as much as I can. Um, so I was on our cultural arts board and I still continue to work anytime that I have an opportunity to as well. That's awesome. And I know, I know Tony, you've always, you've always uh, brought poetry and hip hop and, and rap into your classroom. Can you tell us, I, I've, I've always, I thought, I thought that really cool. I love how you do that and how you connect with the students that way. Can you kind of tell us how that kind of comes together and how that works in your classroom? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess like a short answer uh, and I'm trying to keep it short is that, um, it's a, it's just a style of communication. Um, mostly, you know, I, I will think about 
um, how my how my lectures sound if I'm in front of the classroom and I'm lecturing. And uh, I try to think of the the most engaging way that I can do that for my students. And often um, it has to do with throwing it into a rhyme, putting putting some rhythm into it. Um, so it's a it's a really good way to communicate. Um, and if we get into like actual hip hop, then we're talking about things that I can do with improvisation and, and ways to get them involved and uh, talking about different modes of learning that we tie in. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's something that we bring in every day, whether it's listening to beats while we're um, while we're working, uh, rhyming vocabulary words, uh, finding the vocabulary words within lyrics. Um, yeah, all, all kinds of different ways. Really cool. Uh, so let's talk. So 14 years uh, that's, that's a, that's a nice veteran career there. So lots of ups and downs, I'm sure. And I'm interested to see what story you pull for this, but can you share with us time that you've had a failure in your career? Kind of take us there with you. What happened? How did it make you feel? How did you overcome that? And what did you take away from that experience? Um, yeah. So, I mean, every day, uh, <laughs> every day is about, um, finding the failures and then fixing them. But, uh, I'm trying to think of something that stands out is, um, be, uh, is it okay if it's before I started teaching? Is that cool? Sure. Okay. Yeah, whatever. So before I started teaching in, in college, I didn't go to school for education. Um, and when I was in college, um, a friend and I had a, a, a hip hop group. So we used to do performances and, and, and rap all around Rutgers. Um, and he, we, we got a gig. We started getting, you know, big gigs for us at the time. So we were opening for some names. And um, uh, my, my partner had said, uh, he said, oh, we got it. We got, uh, uh, we're going to perform at this club. And it was a club in Trenton. And um, we were really excited about it. We're like, okay, we'll probably see, you know, like a couple dozen people, you know, packed in. And when we got there, um, I had told my sister about it. My sister was like, oh, you're going to be at the, I think it was called the Cheetahs Club. And um, we were like, oh, yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting. And we were, you know, we were like conscious rappers. Like we had a lot of um, substantive content when we spit. So we said, um, yeah, well they invited us. So I guess they want us there. Um, fast forward, we get there and it's a small room. And then my partner is like, okay, wait a minute. We're already rock, but they just offered us the main floor. And so we go out into the main floor where they're blasting like, uh, you know, top 40, um, hip hop, reggae. And we're like, that's the stage we're going to be on. There was like motorcycles on stage and everybody's dancing and I'm like, this is a little different than what we generally do. Um, so we got up there and then uh, the song Action was on. I remember this clear as day because everybody is like getting down and dancing. And then it was like record scratch. And it was like, okay, we got some local talent for you. And we were like, oh, man. And then they let us go. And um, we rapped. And we probably got through about a song and a half. And then uh, you d- we just could see that it was not hitting. And so what did hit, um, was ice in my face and somebody was like throwing ice at me um, from like the front row and I was like okay that was very cold like literally that was cold um, <laughs> and they ended up like turning off the mics and we got off stage um, but as we were walking out like you know a couple of people were like yo I felt what you were saying that was cool that was cool and um, th- so that although it was um, I guess strategically for us at that time a failure uh, it was definitely something that I learned from. Um, I feel like a lot of lessons, like every crowd is not necessarily for me. I may not be for every crowd. Um, I learned to appreciate any attention that people are willing to give me. And as a teacher, I I really, really value that now. Um, and there's a quote. Uh, 
failure is not fatal. So, you know, I, I knew that we could dust ourselves off and we could go back again. We'll rock another crowd. But that day it was not to happen. Hmm. I, I love that you took that back to those days. Uh, that's that's cool, and that you bring that that mindset into your teaching. That's really cool. So now let's let's uh, let's flip it. Let's talk about a successful moment. This could be something big or something small, but kind of tell us what happened. Why was it a successful moment for you? And then what did you take away from that experience? Sure. Um, so there is a um, there's a poet named Omar Holman. Um, Omar Holman is a, a poet. He's a writer. Um, he's a multiple. Uh, Grand Slam champion. Um, he's won uh, competitions for his writing all over the place. He's been featured on TV. Um, and he was present when I used to do um, touring with a group of poets when we used to go to high schools. And um, he was at my high school when we went back one of the first times. And so we did our little thing. You know, we, we did some spoken word. And um, I remember him sharing a poem while he was there. Um, and he. Uh, ended up going to the same college that I went to. Uh, we would see him at open mics. Um, and fast forward, he, he blew up and he became an, an amazing success um, with, his, with his writing. And I saw, um, you know, I've talked to him a few times since then and I've seen some interviews that he's done. And he has uh, credited me as being uh, one of the inspirations for, for what he does. And so um, I think about that whenever I think of a success because there's, you know, there's awards and there's, um, there's plaques or there, there's things that people give you. But uh, to be able to have someone say, um, I, I, I'm showing you that you had an impact on my life in some way. And especially um, when someone is doing something that's phenomenal. Like he, he's one of my favorite poets, period. Um, so that, that I consider to be, um, not that I'm responsible for him, you feel me? But, uh, but the fact that he, that he credits me somewhat for, yeah. for any of his success, I think is, is incredible. Well, yeah, that's so cool. That's cool. Jeez. So with everything that you're doing, and I feel like you've only just touched on, it seems like all the th- ways that you support students and to be honest, other, other educators in the field, what fuels your fire? What, what keeps you excited about education? Uh, I think, I mean, I, so I would tie it back to the last question. Um, I consider the success seeing that what I do in the classroom has an impact, right? Beyond the classroom. And so that is something that no matter what happens, no matter what trends come, no matter what changes, um, what things pop up, what initiatives there are, um, no matter how that stuff changes, what keeps me and what drives me is knowing that I can have an impact on the future, that I can have an impact on the students that are here in some way, whether that's the relationship that we have, some of the knowledge that's transmitted, um, something that they discovered in themselves while they were in the classroom, um, whatever it is, that, that is like the core of what keeps me excited about teaching. Without, I mean, and I would say without question, there's, there's so many things I love about teaching, but that in itself, the opportunity to make a difference, I know that sounds like that might sound like the most canned answer, the most cheesy answer, but that is without a doubt, a hundred percent the truth. It's being able to to make a difference um, in in somebody's life uh, beyond just that classroom. Yeah. Hey, I get that completely. I don't think it sounds wrong at all. I'm totally with you. You know, but when we're talking about really making that impact, you know, question five always has to do with advice and. I think the advice that you can share is probably a thousand different things with with our listeners. But if you had to target 
your advice to a teacher um, to really keep this idea of an educator who wants to do right by their students, wants to connect, you know, and bring relevancy to their students? You know, what type of advice do those teachers need um, to be successful? Um, what type of advice? Okay, so I would I'm trying to think of. I I feel like okay. I would say explore the edu world, right? Not necessarily just um, your school, not just necessarily your district, but the the whole world of education. And I mean, in terms of um, books that you're able to find that may interest you, podcasts, social media, um, because I feel like what when I got into teaching um, and I took my alternate route classes, I feel like there were courses and then there were books. And that was that was pretty much how people would recommend um, that I learn more about education. But I feel like the, that world is so expansive now. So I would say uh, get out there and find the things that you like. You know, a podcast might not be for everybody, um, but I love them. Um, there, there, I'm sure there are books that would draw people. Um, the ability to connect with other teachers on whether it's Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, wh- whatever it is, it's kind of like get in where you fit in, but expose yourself to as much as you can, uh, because that's when you can learn what's for you. Um, and then within that, uh, I would say when you see everything that's out there, um, especially for, for me, I notice a lot on Twitter, there's a lot of cynicism. And so um, something I was thinking about recently was um, ditch the cynicism. You can put that aside. But as far as yourself, accept the criticism. Like if someone has real relevant criticism that is that has some truth in it in terms of what you're doing or what you should be doing or what you're doing wrong, then take that, fix whatever it is, be better. Um, and don't harp on the fact that, you know, there might have been a, a cynical note. You put that aside, you take the truth, and then you be better. I love that. I was really glad that you went there because I saw the video where you talked about that on your Twitter. Uh, so I'm glad that you brought that in. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, and, and important. Uh, I mean, that's, that's important because you know, 14 years ago when you got going, you're right. Like you didn't have the ability to go see the ent- all this, everything that's out there, right, and all right. the different resources. Now we're in a time now where like there are no. You know, I talk about a lot with social media how, you know, 10, 14 years ago, right, you had the ability to go down the hallway or maybe to another building in your district. Like that was your network. That's where you could go and reach out to. <laughs> That's right. Now there, there, there are no geographical boundaries. You can, you know, we, we, we see teachers all the time on social media connecting with the teachers from other countries from all around the world yeah. and being able to find those people that speak to you differently. Um, yeah. Find those people that challenge you, that, that build you up and to find those new ideas that you just couldn't do. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? I mean, I, I feel crazy. like particularly with education, um, I, I just think that is, that's remarkable. And, you know, in, in, in terms of um, thinking about like the, the tech that's involved, I think it's, it's fantastic that we're at this time. I think it's gotta be one of the most exciting times for, for all of the stresses um, all of the things that are coming down on teachers and all the things that we're fighting against. I just feel like that makes it one of the most exciting times to be a teacher when everything is accessible to us. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's amazing. Absolutely, man. I love it. Uh, so let's, let's have some fun here. We're going to do the next six questions and your job is to answer each one in 15 seconds or less. You ready to go? Bro, I am long-winded, but uh, listen, I will try. <laughs> let's go. No, you're going to rock this, Tony. Come on. You got to ha- keep that confidence up. 
All right. Oh, I like that. Okay. Thank you for that, Boo. She must be a teacher. No, I try. She is. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. Well, what is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Uh, currently in, in our class, uh, my kids are really big and, and doing great things with Flipgrid. Um, it's, a, it's an incredible way that they've been using to create content, to share with each other, and to reflect uh, every day. Uh, give us a book that you're reading right now. I just bought um, The Art of Pixar because I'm working on uh, my illustrations for my, my current books. So that's one that I just jumped into. Um, also, Children of Blood and Bone by Tommy Adiyami. It's dope. Right. All right. Give us uh, who do we need to follow on Twitter or Instagram today? I am going to give you a I'm going to give you a hashtag. You got to follow EduColor. Um, you got to follow uh, hashtag clear the lists. Um, and then when you when you explore those, you'll find a ton, a ton of amazing educators that are talking about issues that need to be dealt with right now. All right. Give us a good YouTube channel or website for educators. Um, I'm a big, uh, big, big, big Jennifer Gonzalez fan. So definitely Cult of Pedagogy. Um, and the uh, the Microsoft Educator Community, education.microsoft.com. That was one of the first sites that I got onto that really woke me up and, and showed me some of the possibilities of what's happening in tech and education. So I would definitely recommend both of those. All right. Give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine every teacher should get into. Um, uh Every day, um, I do written or recorded reflections. So thinking about whether it's the, the good or the bad um, in my day, um, something I usually do it early in the morning. But um, I find that as much as I have my phone and use my computer, um, there's something different about writing it down physically for me. Very cool. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, that would be, that's an easy one. That's from my dad. Uh, my dad uh, would tell me and my sister that people live life at three levels, survival, success, and significance. And he was always teaching us about the importance of striving for and reaching that, that level of significance. Uh, so um, it would be that. And especially because as teachers, we go through those three levels every single day. Boom. Wow. Bray, yeah, no kidding. I think he got it. Absolutely. I'm packaging up the trophy right now. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Done. Nice. Loving it. Well, Tony, I really want to make sure that this is just only the beginning because I think you're doing incredible things and I want our listeners to continue to grow and learn alongside you. So would you mind kind of sharing how people can get connected and continue to check out your books and your videos and geez, everything else that you're doing? Sure, sure. Um, I, I mean, you can find me uh, at He Rhymes With Me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I do have a website. It's just TonyJackson.com. Tony with an E-Y, T-O-N-E-Y Jackson.com. Um, I, I don't update that as much as I should, but it has a lot of stuff up there that I probably forgot is up there. So check it out. Um, and uh, yeah, those are, the, those are the best ways to, to reach out to me. Um, when books and stuff drop, I'll hit y'all up and I'll say, uh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, throw this out on Twitter. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm working on it now. I'm grinding. I have a hundred day project and I have 90 days left to finish two books. So I'm excited. Mm. Wow. Make sure you keep us updated That's on that great. as well. Well, you and, you yeah, and, you we'll and I are going to be podcasting, so you'll know. And then we'll, <laughs> we'll relay that to Jeff. Yeah, we'll, you know. I'm getting replaced you'll anyway, be in the loop. so it's all good. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you know, you can find all the links and all the resources and everything we talked about in this episode over at teachbetter.com, as well as those links to connect with Tony so you can keep the conversation going with him. So head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and review, we'd really appreciate that as well. And let's keep taking this one step further. Think of just three of your colleagues who need to hear these amazing stories and share this podcast with them. Tony, man, so glad that we got you on. Uh, really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and and, and just having some fun with us today. And uh, really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Uh, it was a blast. Keep up the incredible work. Until next time, let's get out there and let's teach better. Welcome to episode 127 of Teach Better Talk. I'm Ray Hewart, and as always, I'm with my... In, oh, I'm not going to be able to say the word! Shit, I was ready. I was totally ready. I just want everyone to know I was ready. All right. Stop, stop laughing. I hate you. You know what? I'm. Just make that the episode. Just make it that I messed up. Whatever. <laughs>